Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is your one and only Spin, Sit, and Enjoy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is it. Spin and enjoy the only game show that has you on the edge of your seat. That's right, on the edge of your seat today, I am your host, Devin Yorkshire, and we are going to get you to sit, spin, and enjoy. Tonight's special guest, we have him via satellite. He is a 36-year-old ex-carpenter from the city of L.A. And he is coming to you searching for new, found enjoyment in life. And he is ready to sit, spin, and enjoy. Let's welcome Kirk Johnson. Hey, hi, everybody. Hey, Devin. Thanks for having me on the show. I've got I've got a couple of rabbit's foots on me. I, I went through some quarters at the... Uh, over at the waterfall across the street, I got my lucky underwear on, and I've got my ex-wife, who's going to be on the call line in case I screw up. I feel lucky, I feel tremendous, I feel like a winner, and I am going to take this show on another level. Great to be here. I'll tell you what, Kirk, tonight you get a chance to win $2,500 in 80s money. Hey, Devin, can I give a shout-out to my uh, beautiful girlfriend, Tammy, out there? Feel free. Hey, Tammy, look, I made it on TV, and it's not on Cops. Hopefully you're watching. I'm going to win a lot of money and not spend a dime on you. <laughs> Tammy Loop. Well, a big shout-out to Tammy Loop, And uh, also, tonight... Very, very special just for you. You're going to get three chances to win $2,500 in 80s Monopoly money just for you. However, I do want to warn you. I do want to warn you. If you win, you get to sit, (laughs) spin, and enjoy the grand prize. And that's going to be a very special surprise for you, Kirk. So why don't you do us a big favor and go ahead and spin the wheel. Come on, make it all the way around. Come on, Daddy needs a new pair of shoes, and Mama needs a new raincoat. All right, here is your question. Nail it away, Devin. For $500 in the 80s, which band brought us a very famous song with the word chameleon? Oh, that would be... Boy George, come a come a come a come a come a come a chameleon. Yeah, I'm winning hard. You have won five hundred dollars. That's right, Kirk. And for the last question of the day, and this is take it all. Are you ready? I was born ready, Devin. This is like taking Halloween candy from a kid on COVID. So easy, so easy. Go ahead and spin the wheel, All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my old picture arm ready. Are you ready to go? I'm going to go with a speed. I'm Woo! ready. Here we go. Keep it going all the way around. Like a merry-go-round. Like a virgin. All right. For the grand prize of $2,500, Kirk, here is the question. In the 80s, the band, the Bengals, had a number one song called Manic Monday. Who wrote Manic Monday? Was it A. Susanna Hoffs, B. Axel Rose, C. Bon Jovi, or was it D. Prince? I'm going to have to go with that gorgeous creature, Susanna Hoff. I had naked posters of her in my own mind. What a great band. I seen them twice as a troubadour. What are you going to do? Lay it on me. I know I'm a winner. Susanna Hoff for the big dollars. I hate to say this, Kirk, but not only did you lose and you did not get to sit, spin, and enjoy, but now you owe sit, sit, and enjoy 
$100 because the correct answer is D, Prince. What? That's right. Ah. Prince wrote that very famous song called Manic Monday. You know what, Devin? You can sit on it and spin. I don't believe Prince wrote that song. I think I think you're lying because you don't want to cop up the money. I think that's what's going on here. If you look it up, it was an American pop rock band called the Bengals who first released that song. But the writer yeah. himself in 1984 was written by American musician Prince using the pseudonym Christopher and was originally intended for a group Apollonia 6 in 1984. Oh, man, Devin. She was gorgeous, too. But I'll tell you what, uh, Kirk, we're going to give you one more chance to redeem yourself. Are you ready? Let's go ahead and have you spin that wheel one more time. Here's the oh, bonus let's round. Go, let's go. Bonus round. Bonus round. Here we go. Here we go. Go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. All right. And for the grand finale question, the bonus round. Nail it. In the 1980s, who was the greatest metal band and what was the greatest hit of that metal band? I got to say that this has got to be Judas Priest, my all-time favorite, screaming for vengeance. And if that's not it, Devin, you can kiss a monkey's butt and sit on spit on it because I'm betting everything in the bank that that's correct. And I want McDonald's bucks. If I win, and Donald you, Kirk, are correct. And now, Kirk, as the grand prize, not only do you get $2,500, but you also get a free trip back to the 80s. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Well, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one and only Back to the 80s radio. Toscano and Chang with you. We are bringing the nostalgic moments and sharing those memories that made that decade the greatest decade of all. Thank you for joining us. Happy weekend to you guys. I want to give a very special shout out to a very special group of people listening to us directly from Spain, from España. Chang, believe it or not, there is a restaurant called Sufre Mamón. Sufre Mamón is an 80s and 90s based restaurant that opened up during COVID in Spain. And they wrote a special note this past week and I wanted to give them a very special shout out, especially because they're inviting us to have some drinks over there. And it's a bar and grill type of restaurant. So a big shout out to you guys. I'm going to say it in Spanish too. Muchas gracias por escucharnos. Sufre Mamón. A todas las personas que disfrutan de la comida de las bebidas de Sufre Mamón. Gracias por escuchar Back to the 80s. And for those of you who just heard me say something that made no sense to you, I basically said thanks for listening to Back to the 80s. Chang, it's so good, man, to... Be able to breathe a, a, a breath of fresh air. And I'll tell you why. Back to the 80s is not a political show whatsoever. You will never know who I voted for or if I voted for somebody. That's not the point. The point is that we can slowly, slowly, slowly start getting back into the normalcy of life for at least a while. And although there's still uh, a lot, a lot of things that are going to happen between now and January the 20th. Look, it is what it is. So thank you for joining us on this beautiful weekend here at Back to the 80s. You deserve all the best. And Chang, I couldn't do this without you, my friend. We are like uh, the Lone Ranger and Tonto, and sometimes we just switch. Sometimes I'm Tonto, you're the Lone Ranger, and sometimes it's vice versa. I think it's uh, uh, fit to say that uh, I concur with everything you said. And uh you know, we're not partial to whoever you voted for. That's not what we're all about. Uh, we can breathe a little bit uh, sounder because uh, it just feels like a great uh, relief to the majority of America. And, uh, you know, whatever side you're on, remember, you can have, you cannot let hate be your fate. That is the number one thing that we have to watch out for. Depend, no matter what political party or what you believe in, 
we have to not let hate be our fate. We have to learn how to uh, get along like adults and work things out because we are one race, the human race. Now, uh, welcome to the show and uh, happy Friday, happy Saturday, and happy Sunday to everybody out there. And uh, if you're football fans, let's go Rams, playing Seattle, that's right. I'm giving my homage to my beautiful home of Los Angeles, California. <laughs> and Toscano, I must mention that my Lakers and my Dodgers are world champions. That's right. Not divisional champions, not champions in their own mind, but the world champions. Well, this is the one and only Back to the 80s radio show with Toscano and Chang. I want to remind you guys that we do have a Facebook page. Go ahead and join us there. We also have a Patreon page. If you guys go to our our Patreon page and help us out, it really lets us keep doing the show. We're doing it for you. We're doing it for us as well during this time of COVID and during these times that are just, man, uh, I heard a lot of people saying these past weeks, man, if I could, if if the whole time machine thing were real, I, I would go back. I would definitely go back to the 80s. So I want you to, don't forget, take us wherever you go every single Friday by downloading Back to the 80s on your phone, on your computer, on your on your tablet, whatever it is, or listen to us in your restaurant, just like uh, Sufre Mamon, the restaurant over there in Spain. By the way, Cenk, do you know what Sufre Mamon means? Uh, you know what? No, enlighten me. Mamon, it, it has another uh, definition when you say mamon, when you come from uh, the barrio like myself. But uh, enlighten our listeners on exactly what that means in English, please, my brother. <laughs> All right. Well, sufre mamon, uh, the word sufre means to suffer, and the word mamon basically means you jerk, and you could go on and on and call it other other names, but basically, to make it light, it means jerk. But the name of the restaurant is named Sufre Mamon, which is a song written by Hombres G. Back in the 80s, this is a very popular Spanish band. I believe it was in 1987 that they came out, or 1989. The song was released in 1989. It was a funk, it was post-punk, kind of Ska-ish, you know, that type of uh, of, of song. And the song says, you know, it's about a girl and I guess the guy's talking to another guy and he just says, you know what, you suffer. I got the girl now and and that's that. So uh, a big, a big, big shout out to that place over there in Spain. By the way, Cheng, I, I do hope that we get a chance to, to go there. You know, that would be fabulous uh, if we ended up getting to go to Spain and then we could probably sit there, have some drinks, have some great cuisine and possibly do our show from there, which I think... It's almost like the commercial in the 80s of certs. Two, two, two. Minton one. <laughs> yeah, you know what? One of these days we got to do a, a an 80s commercial show. Yeah. We talk about all those commercials that, you know, it's funny because back then we used to think these commercials, uh, oh man, if, I hate when they come on, you know, they take up most of the time. Mm-hmm. But now we, we look at these commercials on YouTube and we kind of, it gets us feeling nostalgic, right? Do you remember Mr. Whipple? Please don't squeeze the Charmin. Oh, yes. Please don't squeeze the Charmin. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, I believe uh, the Snuggle Bear came out in the 80s, or, or, or was that in the 90s? You know what? I forgot what obnoxious uh, thing was coming out about <laughs> toilet paper back then. And remember, don't be hoarding toilet paper out there. We're, we're, you know, we don't need to hoard toilet no, paper anymore. No, 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 no. If we have to go back into lockdown, do not hoard Toilet paper, whatever you do. No. Use leaves. <laughs> leaves. We got a great show. When we come back, there's more Toscano and Chang and back to the 80s. Don't go away because we're talking about 80s game shows. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Hey, my pals, Toscano and Chang went to school in the 80s, and that was cool, but now they're going back. That's right, and you can tag along with Back to the 80s Radio. Welcome. 
welcome back to the Toscano and Chang attack right here at Back to the 80s, where we want to give you a little bit of heaven, a little bit of happiness, and a whole lot of 80s. Uh, today's topic, we're talking about 80s game shows. Now, Toscano, I think we could easily do two shows of this topic alone because oh there were so many great shows back then. I yeah, mean, and uh, it was a, it was you could call it a national pastime. People yes. that used to watch game shows. Now, let me ask you: Did you ever go to uh, an actual game show like yourself, or did you know anybody who ever did go to a game show? And and if so, yeah. did they win anything? As a matter of fact, I had a buddy of mine that went on Let's Make a Deal. Oh yes, now I that, that was show. a game show that I've always was hoping to try to uh, participate in, but. Yeah, as, as most people have to do, you got to do the work grind, and I was never really to get away, able to get away from work, and go on. Let's make a deal. I also had a friend that went on The Price Is Right with Bob Barker, of course. Yeah, of course. Not, not, uh, not Drew, not, not Drew Carey. Carey, not Drew Carey. No, with with Bob Barker. So, uh, uh, I mean, game shows. Uh, I recall. Uh, sometimes getting together with friends and playing that game show along with them at home. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever did that. You know, sometimes you play uh, Let's Make a Deal, some, not Let's Make a Deal, but sometimes you, you there's so many. Uh, uh, the uh, What was the name of that one game? The $10,000 Pyramid? or Yeah, yeah. well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go over these games in a lot more. Tonight, and I, well, let's do something. I thought I'd do something kind of exciting because what we're going to do is we're going to play the theme songs and hopefully have you guess, and we're going to talk about and kind of disseminate what those games were about. And, and you know, there's some games that I was really not into, but I know that a lot of people were. So what say we get started? And here is the very first game show. So transport yourself back to the 80s, and you tell me if you ever saw this show, Something tells me that you saw the show just to get jokes and material for your stand-up routines. Here we go. I know I did. (laughs) Oh, that's right. This was a game show that pitted newly married couples against each other to test them to see who knows each other better. The game had two rounds full of revealing questions that would expose how much spouses really knew about their partners. But unlike any other game show, the newlywed game had a grand prize, and it was not a lump of cash. Instead, it was usually household appliances that the couple requested before they started the game. Bob Eubanks. You just can't forget Bob Eubanks. I mean, that wit, that voice, that hair. Uh, I mean, he improv with every uh, couple, I think, that went on that show. Uh, you know, they use such a kind of uh, safe words like making whoopee. Uh, that was just one of the greatest shows I of all time, man. I used to watch that It's funny because that show first aired... We're talking, this was an old show back in, when, it, when I used to watch it once in a while in the 80s. It was already old. It was from 1966. Right. But when I caught it, yeah, when I caught it, it was Bob Eubanks. Yes, and it was. it was definitely a show that people were attracted to. Uh, single and married couples would watch this show. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It was Bob Eubanks, yeah. who later yeah. on, for many, many years, went on mm-hmm. to host uh, the... Uh, the Los Angeles or the Pasadena Rose Parade. Yes, he did. Uh, he used to do that with, uh, oh, I forget the, uh, Stephanie Edwards. I Stephanie believe. Edwards, that's right. Yeah. The redheaded. That is yeah. correct. She also used correct. to do a, a, a commercial for a certain market uh, industry. I, for, uh, I forgot the name. Wasn't it Alpha Beta? No. Was it? Oh, was yeah, Lucky. you're right. Was it was Lucky's. How many people out yeah. there remember Lucky's and Market Basket and and uh, yeah. Oh my know. gosh, you just threw me way back. You know what? We have to do this. One of these shows we're going to have to talk about supermarkets. Oh yeah, my And uh, yeah, cuz that that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, supermarkets and stores like little friendly mom and pop shops uh, like the Wonder Store. Remember the Wonder Bakery? Oh yeah, I remember the Wonder <laughs> Bakery. Remember Woolworth? Uh, uh, JC Penney's and Sears. Whoa! Yeah, buddy. so we'll Whoa. get we'll definitely t- 
we will definitely talk about all of them. All right, so yeah, that was the newlywed game, and uh, I used to love that show. My mom and dad used to love that show, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Now, once cable started rolling in, then you had a lot more options, right? Mm -hmm. Including one for children, and this one went like this. This show was a game show called Double Dare. It was released on CBS, and it uh, it included two teams that competed to win cash and prizes by answering trivia questions, completing messy stunts known as physical challenges. It originally ran from 1986 to 1993, and they later revived it in the year 2000 and so on. But you'll remember... The uh, presenter was Mark Summers. Remember him? Ah, yes, Mark Summers. That's right. I used to watch that show with my girls you know, when my three girls were uh, younger then. Uh, I remember we would watch it up until it went into the 90s. Now, uh, I'm not sure if this is the same show or if Mark Summers took on another show, but that's where the famous sliming took place. That is right. You're absolutely right. Uh, it was a, it was a, a great great show because it also had families going up against each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had uh, the double dare and super sloppy double dare, and it yeah. consisted of two kids uh, while teens on on family double dare and double dare two thousand. I mean, originally both teams wore red uniforms, but after double dare entered syndication in nineteen ninety eight, there was a blue team and a red team oh. always. And you're right. Whenever you got something wrong or you lost, you were slimed. Yes, my brother. I mean, dude, it's so funny because uh, the 80s for myself, uh, I, was a, I was a teenager through the 80s, so I had my share of uh, wildness, but so many great memories of being a father also. Very lucky to raise my children in that era. You know what I mean? A lot of great TV, a lot of great cartoons back then too. Ren and Stimpy. Uh, all I believe it was Nickelodeon. If I'm, uh, that's right. To be correct, that's right. It was you are in fact correct, my friend. That's right, my brother. And Nickelodeon hit it really, really big because yeah. uh, that demographic of uh, you know here in the United States really blew up. I mean, there were kids everywhere wanting to get Nickelodeon and watch game shows like Double Dare. Now on to another type of game, but now this was uh, the other side of the spectrum, which was. It was where people were looking for love. Hmm. This is Jack, who says he's always a gentleman on the first date. We showed him videotapes of these three single women, and he picked one as his date. Which one did he choose? Which one will our audience choose? And this is Deborah. She describes herself as an unpredictable ex-tomboy. Which one of these women will nice she choose? Which one will our audience choose? <laughs> Today on Love Connection, you'll find out who they pick, who the audience picks, and everything that happened on their dates. Now, here to tell oh, us more yeah. about Love Connection is our host, Chuck Woolery. That's oh. right, Chuck Woolery. Do you remember the Love Connection, right? Oh, man, I used to watch this show with uh, uh, Mrs. Chang uh, uh, and stuff. Chuck Woolery, the guy <laughs> had great I hair. I knew it. Uh, That's right. Great hair. Uh, yep. That was yep. a great show, as a matter of fact. It, it was very, uh, I kind of uh, chalk it up to being like a reality TV before it got a little bit asinine. Yes. Love Connection's main premise was to arrange dates for couples. Mm -hmm. So a guest appeared on the show after going on a date. So the, the guest, the whole game was after the date, yes. right? Yes. So a guest appeared on the show after going on a date with one of three contestants. Then, after having chosen on the basis of the contestants' videotaped profiles, mm -hmm. after the date, the televised appearance, you know, was was obviously scheduled. But the but the funny thing is, you used to, I remember you you're watching the show and you're thinking this guy went out with the you know with these three girls or with one of the girls, depending on what they said on the on the video, and then you had to guess. Yeah, you know what. Would be very interesting that? if Toscano and Chang came up with our own game show that crossed the dating thing and love connection. Therefore, oh. well, we are going to have 
as a surprise to you and to our audience, we are going to have a dating game in uh, the next very few weeks. So stay tuned because the dating game a la Back to the 80s is going to knock you off of your seat. And we could do that voice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Would you not have uh, liked to have been a contestant on The Love Connection? Do you think you would have fared well? No, no, I didn't like, you know, it wasn't for me. I did enjoy, but this was going back to the 70s. I did like the dating game, even though I was a kid watching the game. That one I liked. I think if I would have been on on, uh, Love Connection, I think I would have had a ball. I really do. I think I would have had to go on three or four dates before I could actually come up with enough uh, information to be very positive and loving, though. It would have taken a couple. <laughs> I don't know what they would have thought with you going on the dates with them. <laughs> that would have been insane. You would have been insane, man. Chuck, she put out on the first date, she's a skank. I can't have it. I'm heavily devout, a Christian. I just don't need it. She smelled like an ashtray, but she paid for everything. Here is <laughs> another game show from the 80s. Finale was May 23rd, 1986, and the host, the host of the show was Wink Martindale. And this was the show. The show was called Tic Tac Doe. And it oh, went on yeah. for it went on for seven seasons, then left in nineteen eighty five to host another creation. Headline Chasers, and uh, but it was basically a, a game show based on the on the game Tic Tac Toe. Contestants would answer questions in various categories to put their respective symbol X and O's on the board, and whoever did, you know, whoever won the Tic Tac Toe game would win different cash prizes and things like that. I was a pretty popular uh, game. Very, uh, oh my gosh, it was very catchy because everybody liked to play tic tac toe back then. Yeah, and the thing is, it was so complex and easy to play along at home because, like you just said, who didn't play tic tac toe when they were growing up? You did it in school. You did it. Sometimes you would do it by yourself. You know what? So that's right. Then, it would be hard to beat yourself. The, the name alone, Wink Martindale, that is a classic game show host name it, it, you know it, wink yeah, martindale wink, yeah wink 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 you know <laughs> speaking of game shows uh before we go on to our next one uh, uh let's take a quick couple of seconds a moment of silence to the late great alex trebek host of jeopardy for decades upon decades who uh, lost his battle uh to cancer uh, i believe it was 80 years old so anybody out there that was a great fan of jeopardy or the man himself uh we here at Back to the 80s want to spay, spend special homage and a tribute and uh, up to his spirit as he goes off to up into the heavens. Thank you for everything you did for us. You very intelligent man, uh, a great host, and uh, that show will probably never, ever be the same. I don't think we'll ever see another uh, game show host as uh, great as uh, Mr. Trebek, uh, our heart to watch. You're right. Jeopardy was a, a fantastic show that first aired on September 10th, 1984. And it was a a classic game show, but it had a little twist. Because the answers were given out first. And the contestants just supplied Mm -hmm. the questions. So the whole idea of the game was that the contestants would give you the questions, not the answers. So there'd be three. You had to have an intellect. You had to have some intelligence uh, when you played that game, but I'll tell you what you know. You know what I found out yeah. later, bro. I found out that that game show they would give you before you'd go on the show. They'd give you all the answers. Really? So yeah. So I guess it would be the person that memorized the most. But somebody told me that that game show was rigged wow. <laughs> because they said they said that somebody that they knew had gone and they gave that person all the answers way before the game show. They just take them from you the day of, so you don't, obviously you can't see. You just have to remember. And that's why you thought everybody was so darn smart on that show. To me, that is like opening up a hot container of cottage cheese on a 90 degree day, bro. That just (laughs) sucks now that I know that. 
Son of a monkey. <laughs> I'm disillusioned. I'm if you, down. our listener, are aware of this show being other, you know, played another way or this person that told me was a liar, please write into the show. Give us your version or your story. I'd be more than happy to talk about it. Now, I can't tell you that that's the way it was, but that is what I was told. So it was a letdown for me because I was going like, wow, no wonder. And I thought all these people were just that smart. I'm having an attack. I, I, (laughs) uh, uh, I hate that guy. I hate that news. I hate hearing that. I hate that reality. Hate, hate, hate. Don't hate on Alex Trebek. I'll hate you twice as much. <laughs> Every now and then I get those hate hate uh, attacks. It's terrible. You do. So that's the idea. But yes, uh, we lost a, a great one there. Uh, he hosted, Alex Trebek hosted Jeopardy for 36 years years he was definitely one of a kind he was um, a comforting presence and proved being smart was seriously cool until until i found out that they gave the answers away and then it everything changed i ruined it for you didn't i ruin it for you i knew i ruined it for you that hurt as much as me finding out rock hudson was gay Oh, my goodness. You know, you just brought me back to my childhood because in elementary school, I would mm-hmm. say 1980, yeah, around 1980, I think I was in the fourth or fifth grade. I remember my my history teacher, um, Mr. Clark, he told the whole class, <laughs> he told the whole class, um, what do you call Rock Hudson <laughs> in a wheelchair? And he goes Rolades. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, in the fifth wow. grade, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you, Mr. Clark, who is probably not alive today. But uh, anyway, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we man. come back, Back to the 80s continues the game show man, Mr. Talk. Mr. Clark is a jackass. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Taking you on a trip to a better time. A time when America used to win at things. When we won the Cold War by arming Afghanistan. When we beat Russian boxers by jogging in the woods. When a welder could become a dancer. When a poor immigrant could become, to the power of music, a guru to a generation. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. We are back here, back to the 80s. Toscano and Chang with you. Happy Friday, happy Saturday, happy Sunday to you guys, wherever you are and whoever you are listening to us from anywhere in the world. I want to give you guys a big shout out. If you guys are from the UK, if you guys are from Germany, listening to us from Australia, from uh, let's name a few countries, Jane, because that's one of the things that we didn't do today. And that's name a few of the countries that listen to us. Take your pick. I mean, people are listening to us all over the place. Let's uh, let's give a big uh, let's give a shout out to Austria. All those Austrians out there that are, that are taking in Toscano and Chang. What else do you do? Are you going to imitate me? I want to give a big shout out to the people in in Kenya, Pakistan, and also my friend. I want to give a big shout out to the people in Saudi Arabia, okay? They're listening to us right now. Wallahi to you. A big shout out to... (laughs) Don't worry, we got rid of the orange guy. A big shout out to people listening to us from Qatar, from Hong Kong, and Namibia. Can you believe people from Namibia are listening to us? Now that's insane. I I can imagine those four people, because there's probably only four of them, they're probably listening to each other, you know, uh, together. They're at a group party, maybe in an apartment, they're listening to us right now. How you guys doing, the four of you? <laughs> it's probably one gamer in his mom's basement. Uh, I want to also give a big shout-out to people listening to us from Brazil, Belgium, Indonesia, Singapore, Finland, and Denmark. Next week, we'll give more shout-outs to everybody listening to us from around the world. Oh, you didn't say uh, howdy to the people in Germany. Uh, yes, I want to give a special shout-out to, to people listening to us from the land, from the doctor's land. The people yeah. who are inspiring the, the vaccinations for the anti-zombies. Thank you. Here in the United States, we are going to thank you for, for everything the Germans do. 
That's right. We want to thank you for some of your best brews that you have sent us. It is oh. very delicious to have when it is under 40 degrees. All right. Back to the 80s. We are talking about game shows from the 80s. Was there a game show? Now, I got to tell you, I had one of my aunts went on a on this following game show. And when she was called up, she was okay. one of those. Uh, my, my aunt is a little bit. Well, back then she was a little heavier set. And she's got that crazy attitude and just wild. And, you know, I'm sure that when she was a teenager, she was probably the class clown or something like that. But so she's she she grew up like that. She's very happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful human being. And she went to this following uh, game show that uh, maybe you can guess what it was. Josephine Valenzuela, come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Uh, Who can forget The Price is Right with Bob Barker. Bob Barker, the ladies' man. Uh, Yes. That man is also a great humanitarian for all the work he did with uh, animals. But uh, Bob Barker, I was very sad and disheartened when Bob Barker decided to retire and Drew Carey took over because I kept expecting Drew Carey to have a drink or a cigarette in his hand and give me maybe five minutes of a set. But, (laughs) you know, uh, that was one of my favorite game shows of all time. And only because uh, I used to have to go marketing a lot. I went with my mom. Uh, then later when me and my sister were living together, I had, my sister worked at Lucky's. That's why I'm so familiar with Stephanie Edwards that uh, uh, I used to go and, and, you know, having to shop on my own. brother. That is a game that I would play at home by myself in front of my friends. It didn't matter. I had always wanted to go on that game and nail it. I mean, just nail it within pennies. <laughs> so, so the price is right. The Price is Right aired over 9,000 episodes since it first uh, debuted. Wow, that's it was, uh It was. It was one of the longest-running network uh, series in the United States. And it was cool because the show revolves around contestants completing by uh, identifying accurate pricing of merchandise to win cash and prizes. So basically, you have a bunch of contestants sitting down. So if they called you at random from the audience, which is what they did, then you'd go up to sit with the other contestants in front of, uh, the, I guess, the pricing machine. They'd show a certain prize, and you'd have to guess. And the contestant that showed the closest to, or if maybe they got it exact, they would get a chance to participate in the show by guessing at prices for some other stuff. And, and they actually won really cool prizes. Uh, I remember that was probably one of the biggest uh, that was probably the game show that offered the biggest prizes. Do you remember, especially the two last contestants that made it to the grand finale at the end? I mean, they gave away cars, vacations. I mean, they would furnish your home. The game was pretty awesome. I think it was probably one of the best game shows. That's why it, it, it stood the test of time. But uh, it kind of gave to uh, your everyday uh a, a citizen, you know what I mean? You could be a renter, a, a homeowner. Uh, you could be a, a you didn't, it didn't matter if you were a single parent or a parent or even if you had kids. Just a show that everybody can identify with because everybody has shopped at one point of time. So why not go to a game show that is as comfortable as going into a market or reading your coupons and winning some big bucks? I mean, what a great idea for a game show. Now, isn't uh, uh, The Price is Right and Jeopardy two of the longest-running game shows that go back almost four decades? Am I, uh, uh, can you, no, I can think you you're right. Me or am I close I, to as a matter of right fact, or? I think the game show, The Price is Right at least, it first premiered September 4th, 1972. So this show went on for a long time. By the way, I told you my aunt went on the show. She won a washer and dryer. Nice. So that was that was nice. You know, she didn't go any further than that. She didn't were really they, learn her prices. Were they Maytag but, or Whirlpool? I have no idea, brother. Maybe GE. Mm, GE. Um, you you want to hear something funny and interesting? Here's an interesting fact in that show. The most famous model, because they had models, right, showing off the merchandise. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know her name. She was the bl- one of the blonde models, or she was the most famous model on that show. It was later found mm-hmm. out that that model's husband had been killed. He was a CIA operative. So basically, he was a spy. So one of the one of the models on The Price is Right was married to a spy. And that's an interesting fact. It goes to show you that here in the United States, you can be a spy and you can have a wife that works in a game show. Now that is an awesome life. Everyone knows your wife, but they don't know you. Hey, Toscano, can I go ahead and, and mention the top five game shows in the 80s? You want to hear this really quick? Let's hear it. Okay, you're going to have to get uh, Sergio to give us uh, a drum roll. And number five starts off with The Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> which pre- premiered in 1983. The Wheel of Fortune. Come on, that's everybody knows Pat Sajak. That's right. And number, are you ready? Are you ready for number four? Now, this is okay, the number show four. that uh, I think it was only out a couple of seasons. Number four, Press Your Luck. That also a game show in 83. I wasn't a big yes. fan of that show. Yes. There it is. You know, you said press your luck. Now, when I... When, yeah, it went from... It only went on... You know what? That show only went on from 1983 to 1986, wow, three by years. the way. See, I thought it was only on uh, two years. For some reason, I heard that uh, music, and I thought of you dancing in a leisure suit back in the 80s. But that, that's another story. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And number three is Jeopardy. Yes, we already spoke of Jeopardy. That was number three. Yes, yes, we did. However, what was number two? Number two is Family Feud. That's right, with Richard Dawson, the guy that kissed everybody's mother. <laughs> that was a great show. Oh, I was, oh, thank you, Dovey. Welcome to the show. You look beautiful. And then who are you? Who are these beautiful? Now, I want to tell, let's talk a little bit about the Family Feud, okay? Because you're right. Richard Dawson, uh, who, who was also an actor in Hogan's Heroes. Remember him, right? Yes. And you know what? I think he just wanted to give everybody a, a, a taste of that bourbon scotch he was drinking before. <laughs> now, here's one thing. I could never understand as a kid yeah, why brother. he kissed it, it, on the amazing, lips every contestant, every every female contestant, of course. No. And he would kiss the women in front of their husbands. You know what? I would like to see Rod Steele and his family do a family feud one day. I think, I think Steve Harvey would uh, crack up. And then uh, number one, of course, The Price is Right with everybody's favorite, Bob Barker. Those are your top five game shows in the 80s. Interesting thing on all of this is that I know that people listening to us from around the world, every country around the world has and has always had their own game shows. And we're interested in finding out what type of game shows you guys had if you're not in the United States. Go ahead right. and send us your your message through our Facebook page, which is Back to the 80s. And let us know what game show, and uh, we'll try to talk about it here in a future program. Or we'll definitely mention you on our Facebook page as well. Now, I got a couple of game shows that are more like a bonus round for you. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm so, ready. Let's go. Fire away. Here, Fire see, the hole! See if you can guess this one. <laughs> This was a show that, oh, came on from 1985 to 1991. And then afterwards, it started changing. They tried to revamp it and everything. But for those of you who don't know, this was a show narrated by originally, oh, my goodness. It went, It had a list of presenters. Um, I mean, Bob Clayton, Jack Clark, Steve O'Brien, and a bunch of others. And it was a show called... The $100,000 Pyramid. Really? Now, didn't Dick Clark also host that show? He was the original when it was the $10,000 Pyramid. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yes. And it later changed to the, I I believe, 15, or then it went to the 25. And then it ended up 
the $100,000 pyramid. And you're absolutely right. It was the most famous presenter of all, which is Dick Clark. Right. And you know what? Oddly enough, they gave you more money per different show, and the host started sucking. So I guess you get more money if you have to endure the pain of having a host that sucks. I said it. Well, you, you know, uh, Dick Clark even went on to uh, host when it was the $50,000 pyramid. Yes, I remember that. Which was in 1981. And then from 85 to 88, it was the $100,000 pyramid. Uh, but then they switched. They did a, a freaky thing there because it, then it went to a host by the name of Bill Cullen, mm-hmm. who hosted, you know, nighttime with the $25,000 pyramid. Yes. But that was way, way, way before. So, mm-hmm. but uh, you're, no, you're absolutely right. And the $100,000 pyramid was a pretty exciting show, too. And now, they did revamp that a few times, I believe, uh, within the last uh, five years. Didn't they bring it back also, where Jimmy Kimmel... Uh, well, here's the thing. On November 20th, 2019, it was renewed for a fifth season. Um, originally set for June 2020. Guess what? <laughs> That's not happening, right? Who's going to host? Donald Trump? <laughs> uh, probably. Well, maybe afterwards. Uh, but then from 2000, oh. it all, you know, Donnie Osmond hosted uh, the Pyramid from 2002 to 2004. You remember that, Donnie Osmond? Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Donnie uh- Donnie and Marie, good God, his sister is still smoking hot. I'll have to tell Donnie boy that. How does your sister regain all this hotness from all It's the Weight Watchers. It's the Weight Watchers. She's hotter now than she was when she was a teenager. There, I went on a limb. I said it. I said it. (laughs) I do dig the Donnie, though. Guy's got a lot of personality. He's a pretty funny cat, man, and he's a pretty damn good singer. Yeah, he also that came up with a, a few '80s songs, didn't he? Or an '80 album, an '80s album, or a couple oh, of yeah. them, or something yeah. like that. All right. Yeah. Well, here is a show. This very next show is going to be very, very familiar because it uh, it is now on its 38th year, mm. or, or or I should say, the host uh, hosted it for 38 years. Okay, since oh, 1981. Yeah. This is the show. By the way, I I think that the presenter's model flipping the letters around was even more famous uh, than the actual host. Vanna White. Now, this is is uh, is the number one show in the top five uh, that I was, uh, it was one of the shows in the top five of the 80s. Who can forget Pat Sajak? Actually, Correct. got his start doing the news. I believe the weather on uh, a, uh, L.A. Uh, television back then. I forgot. I think it was Channel Four. It could have been Channel Two. But uh, anybody out there listening, Google that. Pat Sajak got his first start uh, doing the evening news. What do you think yeah, of the, that, just Donald? And the, no, that's yeah, that's fantastic uh, bit of information. And the great thing was that this show was very familiar to people. It was very easy because they got to spin a wheel that had a different, you know, different money or different amounts of money. And then they also got to guess the letters. You know, there was a a phrase or a word. It was kind of like Hangman, the game. Yes, it was. And so you, yeah, you got to guess, uh, you know, certain letters until they started, you know, if you got the letter right, they'd flip them over. Then you, you had a chance after a clue to guess uh, what the word or what the phrase was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember everybody played at home Oh yeah, trying to guess. And we'd all call the contestants idiots at times. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember that? Uh, I always got a kick out of uh, sometimes when the show would start, Pat would uh, introduce the uh, guests. And uh, he would always say, hey, uh, do you have something interesting to say to our studio audience about you? And then they would say their story. And sometimes he would have to give it a little bit more uh, oomph than the guest said it. And it was like, if you already know the story, Pat, why are you going to make them say it? Why don't you just tell <laughs> us the story? Because it will be more enlightening and more colorful. Right. You know, the other thing that was very – remember when you would get those, those numbskulls that would have pretty much everything spelled out, but they're missing one vowel and they're still getting the word wrong, and you're sitting there going, my God, you moron, get a dictionary. Or was that just me? I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, you're absolutely right. All right. 
So the, the next game, I've got two games left for you. And I'm probably going to stump you on this. Maybe, maybe, okay? This game That's not it. is originally from the 70s, but it played on into the 80s, all the way to 1986. I will give you a clue for this next game. It was hosted, the presenter was Jack Barry. And this was the game. Mm. Sounds like you just entered some weird land I at Disneyland. Say, I was thinking Family Feud, but this is not Family Feud. This is... Uh, Can you remember? Wheel of Fortune? No, no, no. It was... Uh, it had... You basically uh, played cards by swinging an arm, and uh, depending on your on the hand that you were dealt, you get to you know answer some questions, win some money. Oh, was it... Uh, no, but Not card when you card. swung that arm uh, towards you, you know, it's kind of like those Vegas arms on the slot machines. And that's the idea. It was kind of like this humongous slot machine. But if you got the devil, do you remember that? If you got the devil, it was kind of like a strike. So the devil, and it was called the Joker's Wild. That's right. And then you would hear the guy go, Joker, Joker, Joker. Correct. Yes, I would. And, I yeah. could not think of the name of the game, but I kind of had the concept, but I was thinking exactly what uh, that game and, and the, the rules of the game and the, and the competition of that game, but I could not remember the damn name. You <laughs> see what happens, Siskano, when you're sitting here drinking an ice-cold beverage of Heineken? <laughs> now, here's the 32 degrees Stop. outside where I'm at. <laughs> now, here's the interesting thing. That mm-hmm. that was a very successful show. Then they revamped it in 2017. Guess who was the host? Oh, I don't have no idea. Tell me, please, wise one. Snoop Dogg. Faux show. Yeah, For that's shizzle, right. Dizzle. Yep. No Snoop Dogg was the host of Joker's Wild. I bet you Wild. he was always loaded. I bet you he was stoned oh, out of his mind when he was doing doubt. that show. Man. Without a doubt. My God, bro. All right, and for the last show, this is the bonus of bonus rounds because this show was, it was, uh, it started in 1989. I'll give you a little bit of background on this show. Mm-hmm. It aired weekly in syndication from September 89 to May 1996. All right, I'm going to play the song and see if you can guess what the show was. American Gladiator? Oh, my goodness. You got that right, my friend, on the very first shot. That's right. It was American Gladiators. It it matched the cast of amateur athletes against each other as well as the show's own gladiator. So, basically, it was was a show of having contests of strength and agility. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'd put up, like, normal people to go up against their gladiators. Roy Rager, big time. Yeah, some, and those, uh, some, some of those uh, gladiators—they look like uh, cartoon drawings. I mean, even the women were chiseled and buffed up. Yeah, their main their main characters were Gemini, Diamond, Laser, Turbo, Dallas. Uh, it sounds like a a who's who of uh, strippers all the way around. Yeah, it sounds like a bunch of roid raging <laughs> strippers. And out hey. to the stage comes Dra- Diamond. <laughs> I'm going to snap it off with my butt cheeks. Whoa, girl. <laughs> Slow it down. And so, and from that was, this... That was a great show. Uh, I used to... That's another show I would watch with my children. We would all gather around and, you know, and it was always... My girls uh, were always cheering for one of the female gladiators uh, to kind of... Uh, be victorious over some of the common people that went to that show. I bet you, <laughs> me and you could have kicked some major ass on that show. Oh, though. back I'm then sorry. I would have loved it. Yeah, I would have loved it. Cause, uh, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Because they weren't fast. They weren't fast because they were all buffed. They were all buffed out. Yes, and who would you have liked to have gone against? I would have liked to have taken Turbo to the mat because he was a big cat. You could just like, you know, if you if you've got the moves and you got some speed and you can juke. You could get around him. You could get right past him and put some of those nerve balls in the old canister, brother. Come I on. Wanted, I wanted to give uh, 
I wanted to give Dallas, I wanted to give her, I wanted to give Dallas a wedgie back then. Oh, yeah. Uh, her and I wanted to basically slap Gemini and uh, laser and turbo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, laser and, and turbo, they were just like, uh, they used to look like He Man figures to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what they I mean? Were, I just they looked to like little figurines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was uh, back in the 80s when. When uh, these, you know, these game shows gave birth to so many of of the games that we have today. For example, American, American Gladiators G- gave gave yes. birth to the all these American Ninja Warriors and uh, yeah. all these types of shows. Now they they had character. They had uh, they had a um, a certain attitude to the show, and it make. I mean, it was the first time we were seeing something like that, so that's why it was so exciting to us. Kind of a, a bit of a flamboyancy, I would say, the American Gladiators. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, all the game shows had uh, a certain notch of comedy in it, which uh, always made it uh, more fun to tune into and uh, kind of lose yourself into the television mode uh, of the time slots where we did have the game shows as opposed to when you went into family uh, uh, family adult type uh TV shows, which kicked in about 9 o'clock. The game yep. show was always the family, uh, neighbor-friendly type thing that you could do. You could have a couple of drinks, or you could be sober, but you just went in and you had nothing but good, clean fun playing a game as adults on TV, but remembering what it was like to play board games as a kid. Yeah, and remember, American Gladiators, these guys, uh, they all, you know, I guess a lot of people made fun of them. They called them, you know, like the WWF back then WWF yeah. of you know of game shows because a lot of these these cats could have been wrestlers you know all right this know. is you are listening to back to the 80s when we come back we've got changries and a little bit more don't go away hey some of you remember the 80s vibe right well it lives loud and proud on back to the 80s with my pals Toscato and Chang. This is Back to the 80s, Toscano and Chang with you. And this is that part of the show where we talk about those things that made us angry back in the 80s. But with a twist, in honor of the most wondrous Chang, we now call them Changries. So Chang, what made you Changry back in the 80s? Well, you know what made me Changry back in the 80s about game shows? Yeah. Richard Dawson kissing everybody. I couldn't stand <laughs> that guy. Well, that guy, if I would have, if he would have kissed my wife, I would have said, "Hey, Richard, could you pi- kindly put your lips upon my two butt cheeks beneath my trousers?" <laughs> you know what got me angry back in the eighties when that? people used to play and get called on the prices right. They used to guess almost exactly what the amount was, and the person, the last person would guess $1 over theirs, and they would win it. You know what used to get me changry back in the 80s? What's that? With some of these game shows? When people would not go on Let's Make the Deal and go to curtain number one. They always went for what's in the box or what's in my pocket. (laughs) No! Curtain one! Yes, sir. You know what used to make me changry back in the 80s with Let's Make a Deal? Everybody wearing the weirdest costumes. Yes. You know what got me changry back in the 80s with game shows? (laughs) What? Bob Barker got more tails than I did. You know what got me changry back in the 80s with Bob Barker? What's that? What's that? The size... And width of his microphone. You remember that little skinny microphone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what's funny? It, it, with that kind of a microphone, how did he get so lucky with a lady? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, are this week's Changries. If you have something that you're angry about that uh, made you angry in the 80s, feel free to write us here at Back to the 80s through our Facebook page. And we'll mention it here on the air just for you. I also want to remind you guys to hit up our Patreon page. Keep Toscano and Chang in your living rooms, in your bedrooms, 
in your car, and wherever you go, because that's the way Chang likes it. I am Toscano, and I want to thank you guys for joining us here at Back to the 80s on this crazy episode where we try to reminisce on those memories of those fantastic game shows back when times were much easier. I just want to motivate you guys to stay safe, to be nice to one another, no matter what happens. We know these are crazy times because of election process and vote counting and twice counting and thrice counting. You know what? Whatever happens, happens. You don't stop being nice to one another. Because at the end of the day, all we have is each other. And you know what? That's all that counts. So from Toscano, I want to wish you a happy and great week. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for supporting this show, Back to the 80s. Chang here, boys and girls, ladies and gents, cats and kitties. Before I release you into another glorious weekend, remember to stay safe out there and always spread a smile. Do something great, if not for yourself, for the betterment of mankind. Remember, we are one race, the human race. Stay lifted and gifted. And until next Friday, when you hear these golden voices again, you keep being real, keep happy, and remember, don't let the COVID motivate you to be a sad sack. You can do this. We can all do it together. We can get to us, but we got to work together. So before I head out, an hasta la vista, adios, arrivederci, and to all my homies, orale. Oh,